welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to a Questionable Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy with my buddies, Mike. Hi, everybody. Pete. Hey. And we have an extremely special guest here. Packer Fan Hall of Fame member, local celebrity, Frank Lamping. Well, hi, guys. Thanks hi, for having me. Thank you. Guys, you. <laughs> guys are way too kind. Oh, <laughs> we're excited to have you. Thanks. I'm yeah. excited to be here. We kind of think of ourselves as super fans because we take our fandom to the next level. But if we're super fans, I think you're <laughs> I don't know what ultra fan, ultimate right? fan. I'm very lucky is what I am. That's what I am. Very lucky and fortunate. Blessed. Yeah, because... Uh, you're in the Hall of Fame. You're a stockholder, right? Oh, yeah. You're a season ticket holder? Oh, yeah. You check all wow. the boxes. All of them. I was, I was finally able this, this Christmas, my uncle gifted his share to me because he was allowed to, by blood, you're allowed to give it to your, your immediate family. And they had to, he had to write the NFL office to get it to go through because I'm technically not his immediate Next family. His blood or something. So, because yeah. they were going to have kids, so they passed it on to me. So now I am also... A Packer shareholder. Congratulations. So we'll have, to, we'll have to catch up during our shareholder meeting at Lambeau. Oh, yeah. they're a blast. I enjoy them. Yeah, you two. Get this team whipped into shape <laughs> right? now that you're an uh, owner. <laughs> Be like, um, I'd like to speak, please. Yeah, right. <laughs> They've been making some good moves, so I've actually kind of appreciated some of the offseason. With the season kind of ending a little bit questionable at times, I've, yes. I've been pretty happy with some of the moves. But you predicted that. On Bob and Brian, you famously, they asked you, who would you like to see? Because you went on their show right after McCarthy, unfortunately, got, got his Yeah, everybody is wondering how you did it. We even had someone write in. I believe you know him well. Don wrote in. My buddy Don Schoff. Yeah, yeah yep. and uh, he asked, you named Matt LaFleur as your number one choice for Packers head coach. He wants to know, how did you do it? LaFleur wasn't published on any short list. I, uh, what had happened was I, I went on Google and looked at, coaches around the league that I don't even know what spot I went to, but they had a whole, whole list, of like probably 30 or 40 of them. And so I read a bunch of them and I, I kind of liked the, what, where he was connected to or where he mm-hmm. came from. Not that everybody has to come from McVeigh, right. but I like what he was doing. And, uh, I thought he's a young guy, go getter and, and new ideas. Uh, I like Mike McCarthy he took his promised land, but, um, his story, he wasn't changing. He wasn't adapting. And that's right. what these guys do. So anyways, I, I got lucky, and I, I said Matt Lafleur, and uh, the day after uh, McCarthy got fired, and I was very lucky. So, makes you look like the uh, Packers Nostradamus there with calling that one because I didn't know much about him, and when I saw a Titans offensive coordinator, it didn't sound that impressive. But after I learned about him, there's a lot to love. So I'm excited now going back to Atlanta. He's the quarterbacks coach when Matty Ryan Matt was Ryan, down there. And right. He worked with McVay for a year. He only left to call plays. So I like that he was aggressive. Yeah. Right. Trying to move up, kind of move up in his career. And now I'm, I'm excited. Oh, I am too. I think he's, he's going to do well. We're going to be in the playoffs next year. I can't promise Super Bowl, but we'll be in the playoffs. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Quick turnaround sounds like it. I mean, a lot of injuries this last year. So yeah. I would expect a lot better turnout. Yeah, three picks in the top 45-ish, oh, yep. right? Yep, 45. So yep. Yeah. But I was a little surprised is they're still not giving the reins to Gutenkunst. <sighs> I know. I that's... just don't understand. Like, now would be a perfect time. You get a new coach. Like It would be a good time to just kind of let 
let Murphy handle the business side and, and give it over to Brian. But see, that's where still not letting go. I that's where Bob Harlan. I credit all Super Bowl Thirty One and that whole team to Bob Harlan. Everybody thinks of Ron Wolf, which obviously was great too. But Bob Harlan got it started because previous to that, it was the presidents Olenichek and Perrins, and they all dabbled with the team, right. and the, it stunk. It was terrible in the seventies yeah. and eighties, and now Murphy's kind of doing the same thing. I, I don't like it. I think he he grants himself a little bit of privilege just because he played the game he played. and, and was yeah. administrator and round football for so long, but. I mean, you gotta if you if you trust the guys you hire. I mean, from an outside person looking in, it doesn't instill a lot of confidence when you have Brian. Yeah, he's really good. We think he's really bright, but he's getting zero, zero job duties. I yeah, just, yeah. I played football for ten years. You know, I deserve a chance to <laughs> call plays. Right? Go get them. Pete. Yeah, you got this. Hey, we're in our thirties, so I mean, we get we need a bunch of football. McVay's team. younger yeah. than us. Come yeah. on. Yeah, we got, we we still have a chance. Yeah, we're still we'd be young coaches still. Young so. coaches still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So a little bit more about you, early fandom. Growing up a Packer fan, how'd you be, how'd you start becoming a Packer fan? I uh, watched games with my dad on the farm. We we had a, grew up on a farm, and um, Don Schaff straightened me out on this. I I said it was twelve o'clock. We used to watch the game, but the games at the time started at one o'clock. So I give credit to Don on that. But <laughs> you know we do our farm chores and uh, get things done, and then uh, at one o'clock we'd go in and watch Packers play. And uh, man, I just I just fell in love with them. Their Wisconsin team. Um, obviously they were super, they were the best team in the NFL. They had just, I was, um, let's see, in Super Bowl one, I was 11 and I remember seeing the ice bowl. I wasn't there, but I, I remember watching it and, uh, Super Bowl one, two and all the other games. We used to just watch all the games and I just became a, a fan. I just, I loved Bart Starr. That was my man. That was incredible. Yeah. So this is a, a lifelong fandom. You go, you go back to the beginning and you got to see the glory years. Oh, they, and they were too. It was a, it was a great time. I mean, there was a, they could do no wrong, and it's it's a shame that they well they had won five championships in seven years. Right. I know Brady's done a great job with the Patriots and those guys, and they're doing good. I hate to say it, but nobody's won five championships in seven years. And in 1963, Paul Horning got thrown out of the league, suspended, I should say, for gambling. Right. And I do believe that probably stopped them in 63, 64 was probably in kind of getting back together year, and then obviously they won three in a row. So I think that if he wouldn't have been suspended, they could have won seven for seven. That would have been impressive. Oh, gambling. It's right up our alley, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, my dad was born in 1950, and he still says, you know, you can't quite understand it, not being there of how good the team was and – what a presence Lombardi was. And he talks about the same thing all the time, the five and seven years and what a run that really was. Because by the Super Bowl, they were actually a pretty old group. Right. And that's uh, what happened. Like they were talking about the 68 team. Phil Bankston took over. Lombardi became a general manager. And in 68, they all thought they were going to do it. They, they, I just read a few things on them again. They had just lost uh, three close games, and they missed out on going, winning the division. But they were getting old. I I don't know if Lombardi could have. He might have got them going, but uh, they were getting old. Right. No doubt about it. It's interesting. Kind of in parallel for us. Like our, I think our coming coming of age team was when Favre came. Yeah, around ten, around, eleven. That yeah, sounds so about right. We, uh, we came. I rang a bell. Like ninety three, ninety four. <laughs> so cool. I mean, it feels pretty similar. And then got to the promised land. We just did not get the dynasty period where we were got to go back uh, to back, and then we got the failure in Denver. Well, I mean, yeah. they've had so much success with the playoffs and stuff and coaching-wise and quarterbacks, two quarterbacks and how many years, yeah, really. exactly so. right. I mean, you guys, 
have enjoyed 20 some years, 26 years of uh, pure enjoyment. I mean, your dad went through the 70s and 80s with me, and the 70s and 80s were just terrible. I I remember a few things, a lot about it, but I remember one thing is specifically that at the last game of the season, the Packers would win the last game, and the announcers would say that this was going to carry them over for next year, the motivation, and and they're doing so well. But if you think about it, probably everybody else pulled all the good players, and the Packers just kept out there and won the last game. But anyways, it was was a tough time. So as you guys have been very fortunate. We have been spoiled a little bit. We we haven't had to see the the real lean times. The real lean times. I hope you don't have to. Yeah, yeah, I hope not. Yeah. I just remember my my father used to talk to me quite a bit about Lynn Dickey and like the, and him as a quarterback didn't get the due that he deserved because he was a pure passer and, and ahead of his time and just could throw the ball better than anybody in the NFL. Just never was recognized for it because he was on a really crappy Packers team. He was incredible. He was he was injured so much. Um, his knees were shot. He was out a year and a half of football for right. the, during his prime of his career. But he was a, a wonderful passer. He was a fantastic passer, but he couldn't move, and their, their team wasn't very good. The defense was pitiful. But offensively, they had J.J. Uh, Jefferson and, um, and uh, my gosh, I can't even think of the gentleman's name now. I can't. Lofton? Lofton, Lofton yeah, duh. Hello, Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Paul Kaufman, and they, had, they really they were a scoring team, but they just couldn't stop anybody. But Dickey was a great quarterback. What was your first visit to Lambeau like? It was incredible. It was um, August 31st, 1968. Uh, my dad, um, it was at County Stadium. My dad got tickets and it was a preseason game. Probably what happened, we didn't have a lot of money, not that that matters, but that was my first game. He um, probably got it from a friend of his that couldn't make a preseason game. So we went, and uh, Lombardi wasn't coaching at that time. It was Phil Bankson, but I got to see Bart, my hero, and the rest of the team, the 68 team, who had just come off a Super Bowl II right. win. And I, it was it was fantastic. It was like being in heaven. I I, I still can't believe it. Rained a little bit, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. that day. Mm-hmm. But I think I think they won twenty one seventeen. I think exactly right. I had it written down. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Fact awesome. checker Pete over here. You got <laughs> it. Very good. Thank you, Pete, for no problem making sure it was right. Beat the Steelers. But right, and and the cool thing, the, something that just happened this year uh, that I didn't think of it. I'm driving up this year preseason game against the Steelers. And I'm driving up with my wife, and I, I don't know, I think about the game. And it was 50 years ago that, because 19, or 2018 and 1968, 50 years ago, I went to a preseason game with my dad, first time ever, against the Steelers. Here I'm driving up with my wife, and not the first game ever, but it was a game 50 years later against the Steelers, a preseason game. It was, it was kind of awesome. a cool little thing. And not, yeah. not that you guys care, but I've got the ticket from both of them games. My oh, first wow. game and this 50-year game. So That's it's kind of awesome. cool there, $4 a ticket $4. for the game. I, mean, yeah. I remember going. To my my dad took me to the first Lambeau experience. I think in 1994 it was a preseason game. Also, it was a shri- it was the Shrine game, mm-hmm. and I just I, same thing. I have the ticket back at home, and I kept that too. It's just it's just amazing. The first time. I mean, I still get chills going into now, but it's just nothing like it going into a game. And I remember like my first game. Um, my my buddy uh, Josh that I went to college with, his dad got a lot of tickets because he was the um, I think he runs like the Midwest area of Kemp's. So he gets a lot of the Kemp's tickets. So I remember going for the first time, like my college year, probably. And it was just, it was nuts. The atmosphere is just crazy. And like my son and I went, we go to the, was it the family night every family year? Family night. So we're still waiting to take him to his, to his first game, but I'm hoping he gets, 
he gets chills going into it. Now he gets to the point where he actually enjoys going and he looks forward to like family night. He likes the atmosphere. He'll sit and watch the whole thing. Now he doesn't want to go leave or anything like that. Like we go to get food and he's like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to stay right here oh, and watch him. him. He's a good kid. We, we used to go to, it wasn't family night. It was just a preseason practice game, uh, a pre uh, practice actually. And, uh, 19, I think it was, it must've been 96. We took, um, uh, my wife and I and Todd Dunham and a friend of, and his daughter, I apologize, went to it and, the place was ninety percent packed, and um, oh my gosh, who's the who's the um, safety we got from Seattle? Um, Eugene Robinson. Eugene Robinson. He said after that practice, he said he'd never seen anything like it. It was just a practice, and the place was packed, right. yeah. and it was just wild. But that's then family night evolved into family night instead right. of just a practice. Yeah, but even family night sells out right now in like oh, 10, 15 blast. minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's incredible. The first time I ever went to the stadium was one of those open practices. This must have been before family night existed, but we went and it was about 95 degrees. And it was so yeah. much for the frozen tundra. It was yeah. hot. I'm glad they've switched it to night. But even going then, it's always been a magical place. And I like to look at pictures from back in the 60s because it's even less built up around there. It is just houses. And farm, and then, right? And farm, and then there's Lambo. Now there's a little bit more around there, but it of still course. stands out where you have just people living across the street. It's wild. That's, stadium. Yeah. that's where I park, across the street at somebody's house every every time. I mean, really wonderful people. They're like friends of ours, you know, now. And But that's what we do. We park right across the street, and, uh, yeah, it has grown up uh, hugely. I mean, now the title town is even there. It's going to be... That's pretty yeah. pretty impressive in itself. Yeah, it makes it such a unique game experience. Yeah, where else can you you know be at someone's house and you're looking out your window at a big party at a stadium and That's yeah, it's incredible. great. So speaking of that, uh, so you have season tickets? Yes, sir. Milwaukee package. Now, do you know how many games you've been to? It's been well over two hundred. I've got almost all the tickets. I've saved them all as many as I can. There's a few in the um, hate to say in the eighties that I missed. But well, that's that's, uh, that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> foolish of me, but uh, well over two hundred games. Nice. Easy. Any any games stick out that that you loved? I guess. I mean, that's a lot of games. But one, one game that was uh, really exciting it happened to be the Milwaukee package tickets. It was uh, against the Minnesota Vikings, and um, nice. we nice. Uh, it was an it was overtime, and um, it was raining. It was pouring rain, and. Um, that was a game where they blitzed Brett and they threw he threw the pass over to the right side, and I forget the Minnesota Viking who tipped it, but he tipped it and Antonio Freeman was on his back, picked oh, it yeah. up or you know caught it and ran in for a touchdown, and that was honest God right in front of us. It was oh, it was nice. incredible. We're in the front row at at uh, our Milwaukee season tickets, and here it is. It happened right in front of us, and just watching them go. And I I talked to Antonio about it. I said I had never seen anybody. You know they do the Lambo leap yeah. after that play. If you watch him, he'll he runs it through the end zone and he jumps on the top rail with his foot. He doesn't turn and sit. He jumped up and was on the rail with his foot. It, it's, it was impressive. Oh. I, I mentioned it to him a couple times about that, but nice. that was one game that I, I just, because yeah. it I, happened right in front of I us. I believe they call it the improbable bobble now. Yeah. That, that? That's what the nickname they gave it was. And the Monday night football game. An oh, important right. part about that was the ref, good job by him to not blow not that blow dead. Right, right. He noticed that Freeman, it fell onto his hand, and he kind of picked it up and ran with it because everyone else didn't know what was going right. on, and all of a sudden the game's over. Yeah, that's a great one. And you were talking about saving tickets. I wish I had started sooner. I started in my 20s of saving every game I've ever been to, and I've started putting them in collage frames with 
pictures of us at the games. And I wish I had done that sooner because I get people who ask me, how many games have you been to? And I don't, it's hard <laughs> it's to hard know. It's hard to remember. Yeah. yeah, so I wish I had a more exact number, but 200's an impressive number. Is that including road games too? I've only been, I've, you guys, it sounds before we are talking, you guys go to road games. I went to one road game. I was When I became in the Packers Hall of Fame, one of the prizes was one away game. Mm-hmm. And uh, for two tickets, they had the airline flight, they had the hotel, and, and the tickets of the game. And my wife's uh, relatives live in Dallas. And so I thought, you know, we could tie two things in together and see who relatives go to the game. And so I, I even t- conned the Packers into sending me a couple days early. Nice. Because I thought it's the same price. What the heck? So they sent <laughs> yeah. me on a, on a Wednesday. So we went down there, had a blaster of the relatives. But anyways, that's the only away game I've been to. And it was fortunate because we won it right in the last second. So win that game. And the very next game, the Vikings, uh, Barr or whatever his name is, fell on Aaron and broke oh, his yeah. collarbone, and he yeah. was done for the rest of the season. Oh, yeah, that's right. So we were very fortunate. But that's the only away game I've been to, and to be honest, unless something changes, I probably never will go to another away game. Not yeah. that it was bad. It's just that it's not the same as Lambeau. I'm just so used yeah. to I love Lambeau. I have so many friends there, and I, I get in. I can tell you all that later, but sure. I, I get in super early, first one in the stadium, and I just have a blast watching everything happen. And I couldn't do that in, in Dallas, and it wasn't as much fun. Yeah. We won. It was, that was the best part. Yeah, we've been on road trips, obviously. I mean, the last game I went to was the Cincinnati one. It was the last one. We decided finally to stop doing road games because they don't win. And yeah. something really Thank bad you. happens, we, too. We have so not. We have, have we won? Really bad luck. No. No. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't no. think we remember ever going Ooh. to a game. So I think there was like five in a row, and then, yeah, now we're done. Was, but I haven't been to Lambeau in so long, and it's just like I – just that feeling you get and I can, you can't describe it to people like my kids they just they don't understand yeah. they don't get it you know you walk I, I get my ticket scanned and I'm running in and, and I go through the uh, tunnel not the Packers tunnel but the tunnel to get into the stadium and it just gives me goosebumps mm-hmm. honest mm-hmm. God every time oh, yeah. I go in there it, it's it's wild and it's such a it's like my home away from home for one thing but it's just it's just it's I just love it it's hard it is hard to come to Put it in words how you feel about that stuff. Definitely, I was just so impressed when we went to those when we did the travel at those games. How impressive the following for Packers fans are. Yeah, oh yeah. Because I, I think the last one I actually went to, I went a little bit separate from you guys. Went to a different group. We went. We went to a Tennessee game away, and we got blown out. That was the game we were down like thirty five, whatever. Yeah, in the, in the first quarter, and Tennessee was a little obnoxious, but there was such a huge, huge Packer presence, and to get. I don't. They say it and they talk about it and they tease about it, but I we really like. I don't think there's another NFL team, sports team in general. I think travels like Wisconsin sports fans do. I agree with you. It's that incredible. is that is the one reason I'd recommend road games. Is the most fun part is the night before the game. If you yes. go out, Packers fans take over the city. Everywhere you go, it's just <laughs> people out in Packers stuff. You make friends really quick. Everyone you see is high fiving yes. you and you're getting go pack go chants on the streets. It's it's really unbelievable. It is to take over stadiums like that. And for the most part, a lot of the fans, opposing fans, have been nice. They've even been impressed and said, "I can't believe you guys do this." Right. Even the Lions. We went to Detroit, and Ooh. the Lions fans were even like saying, "Like this is amazing. Like I'm jealous of how how passionate and." Yeah, they Good. may never see that in their lifetime. I know. Lions fans, <laughs> you know. <laughs> never. <laughs> right. But you're you're right about traveling. I mean, the uh the game that we went away game with uh, against Dallas, 
were kind of confined. We didn't have a car and stuff, so and we were seeing a relative, so it was a little different. Right. But we drove down to Super Bowl Forty Five. We didn't have tickets of the game, but I drove down to it through the snowstorm. And uh, but anyways, when we were down there, you're absolutely right. The Packer fans, I made we made it's friends insane. instantly everywhere yeah. we go. You know, it just was, it was a blast. I mean, it was more fun, not even, obviously it would have been fun to go to the game. I'd love to. I don't have that much money. But uh, um, meeting all the new people and new right. friends, it's incredible. Yeah, we had a question from uh, Kelly, and she was asking, uh, Packers fans are loyal and friendly for sure. She was wondering, as a season ticket holder, have you built long-lasting friendships with with your seats and the people around you. Absolutely. We call them our neighbors. I mean, they're our friends. I've got all their telephone numbers. I've got their email addresses. Um, we Every time we come to the game, we give each other hugs and stuff, and it, it's awesome. I mean, I've got we've got some really, really great people sitting next to me, and like I said, they're neighbors. They're friends. Yeah, yeah that's some of the fun of it. I I had season ticket access to season tickets very briefly. It was uh, one of my dad's friends. He had some health problems, and he didn't want to deal with the cold. So he started just selling me all the colder games for face value, and I thought, perfect. Right. And just going <laughs> on a regular basis right away, we got to know certain people. Like, they, oh, I'm glad to see you came. And it, it didn't take long. It took a few games, and I was already friends with the, a lot of the people right around me. It, yeah, it's a great experience. That's another fun thing about being in Lambeau is the friends that you have. I mean, wherever you, we sit, I mean, a lot of the um, Green Bay package games, we sit wherever we can get tickets. And uh, like you said, oh, I'm all over. I met the last, second to last game, not Detroit game, but whatever game was before that, I met um, four guys that came from New York, they were Jets fans, but they wanted to come to Lambeau just to be at Lambeau. And they were sitting right behind us, and we had a, a great time. But they came to Lambeau Field from New York, right. and they're Jets fans, and we weren't playing the Jets, and they just happened. They just wanted to be there and to see what it was really like. So it is. It's an unbelievable experience. Yeah, when you talk to opposing fans at Lambeau, that's usually they say, yeah, I traveled for this. Just It's on a bucket list of I have to go to Lambeau, and now it's crossed off. So, you know. Try to be as inviting as possible as long as the Packers are beating them. That's right. And when I, like I mentioned to you, I, I'm the first one in the gate, and I run to my spot. And it's not where I sit, but I, I go right behind the uh, south goalpost, and I catch footballs off the net, find little kids to uh, hand them to, and they throw the ball back, and it's a blast. And I don't even care if they're opposing players or uh, opposing team fans. Um, I've made some good friends with, uh, I got a gentleman in New York that I email about once every couple months we talk, and and uh, he had brought his son, and I got him a football to hold on and throw it back on the stadium, or into the, and back in the stadium, and he had a, we, it was a, it's a blast. I, I just enjoy it. Just, I love it. We made a couple of friends when when Pete and I sat together. I think you guys were at a different package for uh, an infamous Packers versus Giants game. Our oh, yeah. Favre's last game. Oh, Favre's last that game. one that was cold. The freezing yeah, cold. That was cold. We were all there. Game. Yeah, we were all there. But you're right. I think we were talking to them. I think going into that game, I think they were thinking something similar. Like, we just want to see our team get a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Like, and it, we get to kill two birds with one stone. We get to go to infamous Lambeau. Yeah. And they ended up having the better end of the game. But you're right. It's It's, it's crazy. I just feel most of the time people's attitudes are just different in Lambeau. Even opposing players, like they just seem a little bit more respectful. They seem glad to be there, and I think I don't know if it's part of our culture, rubbing off on them, or if it's just everybody's here to enjoy a football game in the in a Midwest city. Well, we are the smartest fans in the NFL, so you get that one right. Right. 
you get the sit front row. How did you manage to pull that one off? Very, very lucky again. It was uh, 1995, you know, before the 1995 season, and the Packers were moving from County Stadium in 94, last game, and then they went up to Green Bay. And there's a whole bunch of people, older folks mainly, I guess, that decided I'm not, you know, I supported the Packers all these years, and now they're moving on me. I'm not going to make that two-hour trip up to Green Bay. So I was number like 480 or 470 on the list. And the Journal Times used to come out in the morning and it, it said that um, like 500 plus people were going to get tickets to the Packers uh, games. And I go, oh my God, I read that. Nine o'clock, I called up the, uh, the ticket office and I uh, asked, uh, asked, would I have tickets? I told them my name and she goes, you know what? You do have tickets. I couldn't believe it. I was just <laughs> ecstatic. I, I'm running around work, you know, screaming and yelling and telling everybody. And about, I don't know, one, two o'clock, my brain got going thinking, God, did, do I really have tickets? I hope nobody's lying to me. <laughs> right? So I called yeah, back up joke. there. So I, I called back up there and the, I got a different lady. And she goes, I told her my name. She goes, yes, you do have tickets. And she goes, something I didn't even think about. She goes, do you want to know where you sit? And I said, oh, man, that'd be cool. I, I never even thought about it. She goes, I'm in section 130 in row number one. I go, row number one? Are you kidding me? <laughs> she goes, no, row one. So we were just lucky and blessed that I thank somebody from Milwaukee that I'll never meet um, canceled their tickets, and I got to sit in the front row. So it was just luck of the draw? Yes. Oh, it, it was. And I've had so much fun being in the front row. The alumni games for the Packers win, like Bart and Forrest Gregg and Kramer and all the guys would come back. They would sit in the old days back on the uh, Packers sideline on the north end, so they'd all walk right below me. So I had given high fives trying to get some autographs and just talking to them a little bit. And so I've had so many neat people walk below me. It's been incredible. Awesome. Plus you're in a good spot uh, with Lambeau Leaps. Close. We, I was uh, four people away from a Lambeau Leap. That's because we're kind of around the corner a little, little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but it, it's, it's a blast. We're calling for them, and one of these days we'll get one. So you get a nickname of Packer Frank, Jumbotron Frank. We, we personally like Front Row Frank, but <laughs> which of the nicknames do you think you like the most? Uh, um boy i like them i like them all i don't I, jumbotron uh, my friend dave uh, dave moyer and don Schoff, they gave that to me because being in the front row um i on the jumbotron a lot and i i don't know if they just don't if they feel sorry for ugly guys and they put me up there but <laughs> i i know the i know the cameraman and he doesn't shoot me all the time but he'll sneak me in there once in a while and so cool. And uh, it's, Jumbotron is probably one of the best. I think I've noticed you just about every game I've gone to oh, yeah. that you've been up so there too. at some point. Yeah, it, it's I've you, it's been a blast. You and your signature oh. hard hat. It's yes, really always, always easy to spot you. I, I used to work at the power plant in Kenosha. And we used to always wear hard hats, and um, for whatever odd reason, I I thought that's kind of different and not really too crazy. So I've been wearing my hard hat. Since 95, 96, somewhere around there. Thanks for not wearing a cheese head. Oh, yes. I, I've just never, I just never got <laughs> yeah, into the cheese head. head doesn't and, breathe. It's just not good. Well, one guy. People behind you. It's just the view. true. I, I don't know. I just never got into that. And uh, I, I'm i with you. It, it's different. Yeah. And so I, I, I don't know. I, I like I like my hard hat. It's kind of unique. Plus, I think I, I listened to you talk somewhere. What is the, 
Do you still have it wired in your, oh, yeah. your radio in there? I've got a radio up in the top. I got it taped in there. Funny with the way the um, uh, NFL and the Packers with security that oh, they yeah. haven't that yelled at me changed. for that because I have to show it to them inside your hats. Mm-hmm. So I just give them a quick glimpse, and they, <laughs> they all know me, so they're not that worried too much about it. But I listen to 620. But I think that's ingenious. That was an ingenious <laughs> idea when I heard you talk about that. Like, that's incredible. And and what what I do, my my wife and everybody usually sits on my left side, so I put it in my, so I can hear them. I put it in my right ear, and my left side is open, so I can hear them. So I get the best of both, both worlds. Perfect. Well, yeah, you need that because... When you get the local guys talking, they go so much more in depth and injuries and stuff that you don't yes. realize is going on yeah. when you're there. Sometimes we rely on like texts from people who aren't there. <laughs> be, what happened? Yeah. You know, Bulaga limped off. What, what's wrong? And, it, it, and it's been a while. I, I've tried to watch them again. It doesn't happen as often. But uh, their um, trainer, I, t- I apologize. I, maybe he's not a trainer. McKenzie. Oh. Uh, or, or not McKenzie, I apologize. Um, I'll think of it. But anyways, the gentleman, when he'd go out on the field, he would look back at the coach and point to like left knee or right knee or ankle, and he'd point to it. And right away, we knew what it was, but I think he kind of stopped doing that now. So, But anyways, yeah, that's they give you the more in-depth stuff on, uh, on WTMJ. Yeah, yeah, that's why I like that too. I like, I'm a local radio kind of guy, even when you're, when you're at a game. So you in your house... You have quite the shrine to Packers. I know it was on the local news. Uh, besides your your signature hard hat, what are some of your your prized uh, Packers possessions? I, I I've got some really nice stuff. Um, I think not not a great collection like some of the people, but I've got a nice collection. I've got a check that has Vince Lombardi, you know, signed it to pay. Forget who he was paying at the time, but he paid him. And so I've got his autograph. I've got Reggie White's shoe that he wore at the last game in County Stadium um, with the mud still on it and everything against Atlanta Falcons. Um, one thing that's kind of unique is back in the, I think it was the 80s or 90s, there was um, a shoe store had statues, life-size statues of players. Uh, one was Bart Starr, one was Muhammad Ali, and one, I forget the baseball player. But they had them in their stores. Well, the stores went uh, bankrupt or whatever. They sold these these statues. I could have bought one uh, back in the mid-'90s for like 1200 bucks, and I, I didn't. But I didn't know where I was going to put it for one thing. But then it cost a lot of money. But I didn't. Now now they're selling for like eight to ten thousand dollars these oh, things. Wow. But so I, I I'm walking in uh, at this antique store I think in Sheboygan, and it was like God was or Vince Lombardi was shining a light <laughs> on this thing. And I walk over there and, <laughs> and it's it's a head of with the guy's helmet on. It's that statue of Bart Starr, only the head and half the head. So. I bought it right away, but I think what happened was when they made the mold of this of the statues, they came in halves, and they do the back half and the yeah. front half, and I'm assuming that maybe the, the front half had broke, and somebody saved Bart Starr's head, and <laughs> uh, thank God, um, and, I, and I bought it, and uh, it, it's just, uh, it, it just a, a very cool piece, uh, that uh, very rare and yeah, unique. That's, yeah, that's very unique. I've Kinda. never heard of anything like that either. So is anything missing from your collection? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's one item that you wish you had, I guess? There's a, a couple banners that were um, in the 60s, at the Town banners. I'd love to have one of them. And I, 
didn't have the $3,000 to buy one, so I didn't. Um, <laughs> uh, some of the things missing, I, I, I don't know. I, I've got some, I, I'm, I'm happy with what I've got. Obviously, yeah. it'd be fun to get n- more stuff. Um, I always said I wasn't an autograph guy, but I look around my, my thing, I've got like five, six helmets with autographs of all the team members on there. I got Brett's and Bart's and uh, Aaron's. And so I guess I kind of am an autograph guy, but uh, for, I've got some neat things. I've got like that first game I went to um, in 1968. Um, there used to be a Packer City Antiques uh, store and it really had some great stuff in there. And I'm looking at all kinds of stuff and nothing super special, but it was a dressing room pass for that particular game. And so I snarfed it up, and it's obviously it's not anything important to anybody else. But I thought, ah, eh, it's kind of cool. Um, it is cool. But yeah, I, is I've got some interesting items. Yeah. So I think, like, for my collection, I ended up giving my, my son got, like, the dirt and stuff like that, like the turf when they sold that, um, when they were replacing, like, the field for Lambo. And then my mother-in-law gave him, like, literally it was the pre-packaged, dirt like literally the dirt from it not the turf piece but the little dirt so like, mm. my son's got that in his room and he, he cherishes that cool yeah and I, isn't, he's he wants to get autographs now right yeah he's, he a, wants, he's, a, he's at the age he's turning he's nine turn, and he's oh, getting to that prime peak time where he wants to meet the play it's not so much even the autograph i think he's at the he point where he meet wants him, to meet yeah. the athlete and kind of see him in person to kind of see the life size and, and pair him up from what they've seen on tv versus sure. now you know you talk about grass you guys probably know i've got the grass in my backyard growing yeah it, uh, what <laughs> that turned out pretty cool. Um, I had bought the uh, the turf when, and I got a little argument. I got to look it up to figure it out. But I thought it was right between the 49ers game and the Carolina game in 90, it would have been 1997, January, um, before the Super Bowl. But they tore the field up against 49ers. I was at that game. It was a, it was a mud pit. I remember oh, that, yeah. It was yeah. terrible. Desmond Howard was laid out of the locker room because he was uh, at halftime he was changing he was so wet and dirty he had to change yes and he wasn't there to catch they could have caught the they kick got off, a touchdown the, the kickoff just lands and just sits no there nobody there no yeah. doesn't matter that's right exactly right so anyways they sold the turf so i bought like 12 of these things um i put a bunch of them most of them in my backyard growing and i tried to make a terrarium i called up milligers and said what do i got to do i tried it they that grass died i saved the, the dirt though but anyway, so I got the sod growing in the back. Well, in 1998, I think it was, the Packers put in a new sod. It was called sports grass or sports turf, I apologize. And it was kind of an interweaving of uh, nylon mm-hmm. with the sod. Yeah. And so they put it in, and uh, everything was fine except that. Whenever it was wet of any kind, even at night, the night dew would make it so wet, players would slip. So the next year, they got rid of that. And put in sports grass, uh, sports turf too. Well, during that changeover, when they took it out, somewhere I heard that they were taken out. So I drove up that day to Lambeau, grabbed a great big chunk of the grass. It was laying there in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> and <That's> uh, awesome. <laughs> threw it in the van. I drove home. I planted it. Dedication. Dedication. <laughs> well, then sports turf two did the same thing. It was very slippery. So they took that out the next year. And I drove up there and got a great big chunk of that um, and threw it in there. And I plant in the backyard so i've got uh, probably about a i don't know six by 16 chunk of uh of hackers turf that was inside that was at yeah. La- in lambeau field that the players played on 
That's what That's makes awesome. you the ultimate fan. How many <laughs> other people are taking road trips to go <laughs> pick up some grass and sick plant day. It in your yard? Sick day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love I love hearing that kind of stuff. When, that is cool. One more quickie: when they were uh, changing over in two thousand three, they were demolished. What used to be the count or Lambeau Field, the administration building on the north end of the field, north end of the yeah, that's where it was. Anyways, they tore that down as a brick building. And uh, I went up there and looking around, and some of the construction workers were there. And I said, can you throw me some of them bricks? So I got some of the bricks from from the uh, admin building. And then I noticed there's the Packer G carpeting. I mean, they're oh. just going to toss it away. So <laughs> I got two great big rolls of Packer G carpeting that were right in Lambeau Fe- or in the admin building that I say Lombardi was walking on at one time. I'm sure he did, and all the other players. So That's awesome. It's the type of stuff that you, I mean, autographs are, are really great and that's cool, but like having some of those unique keepsakes and stuff like that, I, I just, you can't beat that type of stuff. Oh, no. So that's the trick to it. You just got to be willing to ask. Just Th- go that, up there and. That's that's how you do things. <laughs> yeah. You just ask. Yes. You, you know, all, the worst they can say is no. They're not going to shoot right. you. You right. just say no. No, you can't. Or you, what the heck? Here you go. At least you get a good story out of it, even. If <laughs> they do say no. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that uh, gets you into the Packers Hall of Fame. Uh, I guess we can. We can jump into how that happened exactly. So does someone have to nominate you? Is that how the process starts? Yes. Um, I Well, I always wanted to be in the Hall of Fame, um, but somebody has to nominate you. I wasn't going to nominate myself. And during these early years, I think it started in 98 or 99, um, Mel Kanoki, I think, was the first gentleman that, that was installed. And um, I... I Wanted to be in, but I didn't. I thought I'm too young. Well, I'm getting old. And uh, my friend, good friend Don Schaff, nominated me. And my niece and nephew, Kevin and Dana Bauer, also nominated me the same year. I didn't know either of them did this. So um, I'm sitting around. I I just had chemo, and I had a a bad week. And um, I was home from work. And uh, Don Schaff's daughter and son-in-law came over. And uh, knocking at the door about noon or one o'clock and told me the news that I was nominated and I'm also one of the fi- 10 finalists. So that's how I, it all started. And after that, uh, Union Grove community and the area, just it's fantastic um, support that I got from everybody um, voting for me, obviously. And the bank, Community State Bank, had a great big um, pep rally. Um, it, it's just been a, a great feeling. I had people put out, you know, businesses, I should say, put signs out, go Frank, go. And it's, it's just been, uh, a, a, I love this place. I love Union Grove, been here my whole life. And it just proved what a, a wonderful place to live it is and great friends I have. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember like hearing about it from, from Chris Bauer. Oh, well, so, yeah, my nephew. Yeah, so, you know, I kind of talked about it initially and I think when the, the Facebook group was still, it was named differently before it was Go Frank Go, right? It still is. It's Go Frank Go with the exclamation point. So before that, it was named like Vote, Lamp, vote Frank yeah. Lamping to the Hall of Fame. So I was part of it then. What, and then what, you quickly turned, I think they quickly renamed it to Go Frank Go, which was a fantastic decision because that tagline yeah. is amazing. Don Schaff started this whole thing. I'm not a, I wasn't a Facebook guy. He got the Facebook page going. And he, just like you said, he wanted a, a, a better name. And his wife, Linda, came in the living room and said, Instead of go pack go, let's go go Frank go. And Don goes, that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's where it just went wild from there. And that's where it, uh, Linda Schaff has, had thought of that name. There's still, I looked it up today, 
1,673 members in the Facebook group of that Go Franco. And yeah, everyone was very active with, you know, making sure everyone voted for you. Fundraisers, yeah, oh. Bob and Brian were coming. Everyone was so excited about that. This thing really took off, I think, in a way that maybe no one could no, have seen coming. So, I, yeah. Never. I know everyone I know got in on it where they were voting every day on every device. I know my parents would say, oh, make sure we vote on the, the tablet and the <laughs> phone and the computer. And like, I couldn't believe how crazy it got with just uh, everyone supporting this. And yeah. And then people have told me that, that they voted on, they go and they went on Facebook and said, well, I voted on five different um, things today, you know, on my face, on my computer, my phone and whatever. And at the time I'm going, oh my God, I hope the Packers can't tell and that more they're voting because <laughs> you're supposed to vote once a day. And I thought, oh my God, I don't want them to kick me out because I'm cheating, but I wasn't <laughs> cheating. But no, everybody supported me so fantastically. It, it's uh, unreal. I still can't believe it happened. Um, a lot of people that asked me after it was over and because um, that event was amazing in itself, the the Hall of Fame um, uh, the Hall of Fame induction. Not, induction. Thank you, my God. My, yeah. I, I'm getting old. But uh, that was quite an experience. But um, what everybody wondered, how many votes I got? And they wouldn't tell me, wouldn't tell me. And so I, I asked one, I had to ask something about the, the Dallas game. So I called up and an intern asked, answered the phone and I asked, you know, I just said, everybody kind of wanted to know how many votes I ended up getting. He said, well, there is 60,000 votes total for all 10 mm -hmm. candidates and you had 40,000 of them. Holy. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Thanks, Gene and Grove. So, yeah. I know they don't want to make that public. They don't, because there's, a, everyone's deserving. You don't want to feel bad. Yeah. Right, they're all, right. they're all deserving. They're all great fans. But yeah, the amount of people, the sheer numbers we figured it had to be impressive just with how many people were well, between that and even like the showing at the actual ceremony itself when oh that was when mark murphy actually mark, made the announcement yeah were you were you confident going into because you went with a whole busload of people right oh i did it was great my nephews the bowers and my brother-in-law eugene they got this bus together to go up and so it was on a tuesday so people had to take off of work pay for this to get on this bus ride it up to uh, Lambeau and go into the uh, induction ceremony. And um, at the time, the Packers had said, you can take 10 people in the room with you. <laughs> <laughs> so that was tough. I had to. Like 40. <laughs> well, I had to. I had to ask about, I said, I need at least 14 because I'm family. You yeah. know, not, yeah. I said, I got to get my sisters and my sister-in-laws and brother-in-laws. And uh, so they, they, I had the list of names. We took this bus up there, and I told everybody, I said, I appreciate you doing this, but I feel bad if I if I happen, if I lose, I really feel bad because you guys took off of work and paid all this money to go. So when we're walking, the, the guard let us 10 or 12 people in. We're walking down the, the tunnel, and um, all of a sudden we hear a big racket behind us. Look back, and here it's all the people in the bus. There's like 60 people on this bus coming <laughs> coming behind us. And I thought, oh, my gosh, they let them people in. And so then we, my wife and I and my, my sisters and friend, family, we sat down. And all of a sudden, this whole big crowd comes into the media center. There's probably, I don't know, if there's 100 seats, there's 10 candidates. You get 10 people each. And so there's 100 people. Now here's another 60. So <laughs> there's like two to three deep all the way around the whole wall. 
And this uh, young intern, he comes over, he goes, Frank, um, you got to tell these guys I get a go. I said, I'm up here on stage. I got something important here happening. I right. said, you go tell uh, those big guys, like my, my nephews, Kevin, Chris mm-hmm. Bauer, and Adam, and mm-hmm. I, and the uh, Cataragan boys, and all those guys. I said, <laughs> go tell them big guys that they have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I'm going to be up here. It's up to you. They didn't leave, and it was just a fantastic moment. I remember moment. watching the live stream before they were getting to the announcement, uh, whoever was working the camera, and there's uh, like a local beat writer, someone tweeting about it. He kept panning over to see how many people showed up, right. and it was just all people in Go Frank Go shirts. Yeah. Right. And I thought, I think Frank has a good chance here. And it, it, I didn't make it on the bus or whatever, but I, I, it's all of a sudden you, you pan around, I'm like, I know all those people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, I know you. It, it, was, it was incredible. It was a blast. And like you said, we had the Go Frank Go shirts. That's a, another great story that Kevin and Dana came up with to raise money. Um, but um, anyways, that it was just incredible. And uh, I just had the weight of the world i'm sitting there when they go well and the winner is and i'm looking down at my feet because i i i couldn't i couldn't deal with it if i lost and look at all these people anyways they called my name and it was just oh my god and the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders it was it was awesome it was good yeah and even i I cheered in the middle of like work oh yeah i'm watching live stream i'm watching that work too yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, it, it gave me chills. Mark Murphy's comments too were great. He was—he seemed absolutely blown away. I don't right. think he expected anything like that to ever come through as part of the fan contest. He was like, "Hey, I'm Frank from Union Grove, and hey, here's Union Grove. <laughs> Here we are." So, hometown hero award, former oh, citizen man. of the year for Union Grove, Lions member, cancer survivor, Frank Lamping Day, Packer fan Hall of Fame. Your T-shirts raised. I think six thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Your team for American Cancer Society raised over thirty thousand, right? Yeah. That yes, year? sir. Thirty-one thousand, I think. Second largest in the state of Wisconsin. Yes, sir. What's next? Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you got You're me. an amazing man. And then uh, oh, Fourth of July parade. My kids love you. Yes. Oh, riding the bike. Riding the bike. They love you in the in the parade too. So I don't know. Yeah. When you, especially when you how do you speak- find time? <laughs> well, you did your speaking tour with all the elementary schools. Like my son knows oh. you. He thinks he's like. You're like besties. <laughs> He's like, that's my buddy Frank. Like, oh, that, <laughs> it's awesome. that turned out so. That was one of the, the besides winning the uh, getting in the Packers Hall of Fame. That is the greatest feeling I got is going and talking to these kids, and um, they actually listen to me. And I'm trying to talk about not being a bully and what you want to be when you grow up and uh, do things right and help mom and dad. What uh, what got me going. Well, one time when I realized that I reached somebody, um, it was at Yorkville, and they were incredible anyways. So I talked to him. The next day I had to call up to the principal and ask him a question, um, and the receptionist said, Frank, guess what? And I go, what happened? She goes, last night my, my daughter was helping me set the table, and she you know, helped me set the table, and she goes, Mom, can I do anything else? Can I get some milk or whatever? And the mother looked at her like, what what do you want? What's wrong here? <laughs> and she goes, no, no, Frank said that I need to help out. And he goes, her son said to her something, I don't know if they were talking about, but said, Frank said, I have two ears and one mouth, so I have to listen twice as hard as I, as often as I talk. So I don't know where I came up with that one. That was but, a good one. Uh, yeah, good. But these kids, uh, it's I love kids, and it was so neat to have them. And maybe I, I touched their lives a little bit and um, – maybe set them on the road to, you know, think about what they want to do or help mom and dad out or not to be a bully or whatever. But uh, 
it's uh, that's an, that was one of the neatest things of this whole Hall of Fame thing. Right. Well, I think it's because you spent. You, I think you get down to their level and you spend time with them, genuinely listen to what they have to say. Like my daughter said, you got down and gave her a high five. I mean, I mean just, you talk to so many kids, and you probably remember half of this, but you know they're going home and talking to their parents and, and talking about that. I second from my, my household, I, I hear about it all the time. Like I had to go get a T-shirt because like my son wanted to get one, so, oh, he, so I brought it today. You. If you wouldn't mind signing it for him <laughs> later, I will same do as, that. Same as plugs, so you feel guilty on the air, but no, it's but no, right. I, I appreciate that. But yeah, so you've you've done so much. So what's your, what's your plans going forward? Well, you're making me think of my plans. One plan I want I'd love to do. I don't know if I'll you know I take it day by day, but uh, I want to beat this cancer. Um, I don't know if I will. I'm going to do my best to try and think positive. And, uh, you know, I'm supposed to be actually, uh, according to one of the doctors I talked to, supposed to be gone like two and a half years ago. So I've, uh, I've beaten it so far. It's, it's um, Right now I'm going through a radiation treatment. I don't know if you want to hear about that, but I'm going through radiation treatment. It's in my bones. It's in my arms, my ribs, and my spine. And uh, this radiation treatment, they inject radiation in me. And uh, I think there's six treatments. I've had three. I've got another one coming up. And it's supposed to go in the bones and kill it. So we'll see what happens. But uh, that's one of my things I want to conquer, I guess. But uh, hopefully that'll work. So I'll just keep, take it day by day. Yeah, yeah. we're all praying for yeah, you for sure. Well, thank yeah, you. you got to hold those positive whole community behind you. Oh, so yeah. I'll Definitely. take all the prayers I can get. That's, I appreciate that. So we have a couple of fan questions. If you wanna, if you wanna jump in, so we yeah, we, we, we petitioned some of our listeners and things like that, and they, we asked a few along the way. But there's a quite an outpouring of people that have questions for you and want to hear from you. So, fan Steve has a two part question. He said, first, what would you consider to be the worst era as a Packer fan?" Well, the worst era was the '70s and '80s. That's an easy way to put it. But the worst game, there's a couple of them. But the, I just talked to a friend of mine about this the other day. The worst game, I cannot watch it the replay but super bowl 32 and we lost to denver oh, that we're hurt. not supposed to lose super bowls that was vince lombardi we don't lose championship games and you know that game we were the at the time the largest um uh, point spread in vegas and a half i think yes and we go in and i don't know i i talked to a couple players about that um, one was Dorsey Levins. He said on a radio station I listened to, someday he'd say what, you know, what his thoughts were, why they lost. Well, when I was at Super Bowl forty-five, he was uh, doing autographs, and there was a, I was, I had his autographs. So I didn't have to, but I stood on the other side of the line, and I, there was nobody around. I said, Dorsey, what, what are your thoughts? Why we lost Super Bowl thirty-two? He said, two of the main reasons. He said. We stopped running the ball. He almost had 100 yards in the first half. Yeah, that's true. Stopped running the ball. He said what happened, what, the reason that Holmgren stopped, according to him, was that um, he wanted Brett Favre to get an MVP, and he wasn't going to get an MVP of the Super Bowl by running the ball. He goes, and running the ball isn't sexy. Passing is sexy. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was his reasons why they lost Super Bowl 32. There's a few others, obviously, but... Uh, they took him for granted, I think, was one of the biggest things. Yeah, because I almost felt like the the 97 team might have even been a little bit better than the 96 team, especially because of Dorsey Levens. I know Edgar Bennett was a fine player, but he was more of a pass-catching, he wasn't an explosive screens. runner. Yeah, a lot of screens. And I thought that 97 team just seemed a little more complete on offense. And 
well, yeah, so healthy receiving core. I mean, we were going yeah. into the Super Bowl thirty one with with Andre Risen as like one of your best weapons. Yeah, the, well, which they were which, lucky. They're lucky we, to yeah, have lucky him to have well, available. I just talked to him the other day about that too. He said that I, the, I could it, say. I, mean, I was going to say. <laughs> I'm try, I'm, I'm, I'm on pe- Frank Lambing's Rolodex. I'm, petition, I'm petitioning to get Blake Martinez on Twitter. He won't even contact me. I can't get that guy. Well, I, now we got Frank. So yeah. we're going to get some hookups here. This is the start, boys. We'll trust. <laughs> but um, That's um, awesome. Andre Risen said that the Packers, when they got rid of they won Super Bowl 31, and they didn't resign him for the next year. And he said the Packers mistreated him, and he took his Super Bowl ring and threw it in whatever river he was by. I wanted oh, no. to. I wanted to say <laughs> which river because I will die. Well, time to go buy some scuba gear. And <laughs> there is no way that he threw his Super Bowl ring in the river. You're growing up. Your whole your football kid his whole life. You know RYS whatever, and then he's high school and he's college, and now you're pro and you finally reach the pinnacle and you get a Super Bowl ring. You do not throw your Super Bowl ring in in a river. And I was going to call him on it. Not that he was going to be truthful to me. Uh, I thought better of it. It was kind of a nice little event, so I didn't uh, I didn't uh, mention it to him. But uh, that one kind of bothered yeah, me. Makes for a good story. But uh, yeah. Super Bowl Thirty Two, another thing that happened: our defensive line, Gabe Wilkins, was he he went out early in like the, probably the third quarter, and he was and he was up for a contract. So he w- didn't want to get hurt during this game. Yeah. Well, our defensive line, um, what, who was Terrell Davis? Terrell Davis, yeah. Ate us up, and uh, that was one of the reasons. They were they were gassed. And, um, well, he had a migraine, too, at halftime, didn't he? Terrell Davis did. Yeah. He, had a, he had a migraine. He didn't play. Right before halftime, they, uh, pa- they brought him in. Uh, the, uh, Denver was down at the two- or three-yard line. Brought him in, and all he was was a decoy. Yeah. And uh, whoever they, I think they handed off to somebody else, went the other way, and uh, scored a touchdown, but yeah, and then he came back, and he oh, he had a tremendous game. But anyways, that's the worst to me. The second worst though, was a Seattle game, a few years back, and we we're up, and seven Eesh. seven yeah. things had to go exactly wrong, and right. they did, and we lost, and we could have went to Super Bowl, and oh well, that was yeah. just the other bad one. That's probably about the hardest I've taken a loss because it really right. seemed like we were going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, we made the we were together watching that game, and we made the mistake of proclaiming we were going to the Super Bowl before it happened. I mean, we were up. Turned on 620 and everything. Yeah, we turned for the, we wanted, <laughs> the, we the dagger that, we was the dagger in. Huh? And, yeah. and it never came. Yeah, I was watching with my dad, and he started looking up airfare in the fourth quarter, and that was, <laughs> we jinxed them. Oh. Yeah. But anyways, that was a bad one. So the the alternate side of that two-part question was was the best. So best era of Packers football or, or best game slash environment you were in? The best era was... Um, the Packers, you know, and it's very simple, easy ones, is when the Packers became glory, um, title town again. Um, and then I said I had just got my tickets in 95. I almost feel sorry for these people that supported the Packers, and they were just getting good. And, and they, they gave, gave up, up their tickets, yeah, you know, yeah, in 95. What a time. <laughs> so, but thank you. I appreciate it. But uh, that era, was it was so special because we hadn't won a Super Bowl uh, for 29 years. And uh, here we are. We're going back, and we we had we had the number one offense, number one defense, and probably the best special teams um, in in the NFL at the time. We had all. It was a great team, and just climbing each year, you could see us getting better. Um, the uh, Detroit game, 
a, a year or two before the Super Bowl oh, when the, we the Sterling Sharp in the corner of the end zone. Oh, that, that was one of them, but the one at home where oh, we yeah. held um, Sanders. Oh, Sanders, Sanders, negative three. Yeah, or negative or three yards. Yeah, it was incredible. I, w- I happened to be at that one too, and that was a blast. But I mean, you could just see him progressing, getting better and better, um, picking up free agents, which I wish we would have done a couple of years ago. But that's changing, <laughs> I hope. But um, our defense, I mean, obviously Reggie White changed everything on defense. But then you had Sean Jones and Santana Dotson and um, um, the Grave Digger. We had such a great defense with Butler, and we picked up Eugene Robinson and the great linebackers. Um, offensively, we had uh, Brett and uh, and all the receivers that he made, great Robert Brooks and Don Driver and that whole group. But it was a great team, and I think uh, it's easy to say that era, but that's it. That turned us all around. And like you guys had said, you guys have been spoiled, and that's a yeah, good true. thing. Be, yeah. Keep being spoiled. Yeah. But uh, that that's the era. Yeah, because I really, I really got sucked into football because of Favre and the Packers, especially when – baseball went on strike because i was a huge baseball fan and i played baseball and i was devastated when all of a sudden i heard there'll be no more baseball games and it just so happened at the time the packers were on the rise and they were getting all the buzz and i think ever since then baseball took a back seat for me that that was it for it yeah and i feel like that era was much longer than it actually was i mean I mean, I don't know if it's when you're a kid, you just feel like like time forever. I mean, we talked about this thing a couple times on the podcast, but the idea, like, I I just felt like those years were much longer than they were, but we did not get, like, as you mentioned, that that era should have been much longer than it was. Brett being in his prime, like, we lost, like, Holmgren left much sooner than than I think any of us dreamed it would be. I think what kind of stunk about that was I think he wanted to go do it again, but I think he wanted to have that GM privilege, and I just think, like, Ron Wolf wasn't going to do it. And then the shame of it was, very quickly, we brought in Sherman and gave it to him. It Ray Rhodes uh, for one year. Yeah, that was but yeah, then he gave it to Sherman. He was head coach and GM, and maybe a nice guy, but that he was a that was a mistake. I think Eagles played such a big part in the Holmgren uh, Wolf thing that he yeah. just want. I put the team together, and I'm going to hand it to you. I'm not going to do that type of thing from right. Holmgren and Wolf or um, from Wolf and Holmgren. He wanted something. He wanted to be more more of a GM and a coach. Get his players in. So you watch them have the success and rebuild that that Seahawks team. Yeah. And then we face them and end up, end up beating them. As one of the all-time the, great moments. The Matt Hasselbeck. We'll take the ball and we're going to score. I was yeah. at that game. And that was Harris incredible. Nope. Yeah, Harris yeah. Says oh, nope. yeah, Jumps the route. But, yeah, Sherman still had a good seasons. I mean, five years, right? Yeah. He was never okay. losing record. But I w- as I would phrase it, I would, say, Green, really. I would say in spite of Mike Sherman, they were yeah, successful. that's true. <laughs> I, I don't think – yeah, my personal opinion of of that era wasn't that was not because of Mike Sherman. They had a great run game and 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 Favre, so right. What, How could you go wrong? <laughs> yeah, you know? should have won a Super Bowl, maybe. Oh right. boy, two thousand seven. <laughs> One of the best running backs, yeah. you know, at that time. Yep, exactly. So another fan question was, in your opinion, Frank, should Mike McCarthy have been fired after the twenty fourteen Seahawks meltdown? At that time, I said no, and um, looking back, he. I don't know. Something had to be done, and it should have been, but maybe should have. I mean, it's easy. Hindsight's twenty twenty. But at the time, I he took us to the promised land. I hate to get rid of him. You know, it was only a few years before that, and I hated to see it happen. But he was just got so conservative when it, it just hurt watching what they were doing. And uh, I don't know that maybe he should have. Maybe he should have got fired. My general thought was, I think part of it has to do with Mike. 
like Mark Murphy, I think left Thompson in a little bit too long. Yes, that's my theory. Thompson didn't. He's not a free agent guy, which he picked up a few here and there, but he he got he got some holes to fill. Then his his draft picks were terrible in the in the mid fifth mid teens, if you will. 2015, none of the players from the 2015 are on the team. None. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's there's three years. That's like prime time for players to be peaking and being really really good. Mm-hmm. None of them. You 2000, have a couple starters. Yes. In that draft right 16. Now. I think there's only one or two guys. 14. There might be two guys. It was just a bad. Uh, Ted was should have been gone before this. Yeah, I was always a big Ted Thompson fan because I think he made so many right calls. Yes. He got rid of guys, a lot of guys at just the right time. And right. also, it was tough. The whole Favre situation ultimately was the right move, but they, they caught so much flack for that. I right. mean, yes. that people are ready to run him out of town. So I've always liked Thompson, but I think he made the mistake of relying too heavily on the draft lately because the salary cap has now taken such leaps that – you can sign free agents. You don't have to go all in on the draft. And he yes. was still just. And I um, thought he like also he lent the, he lent his ear to the wrong person in the room all the time. I think he he lent his ear a lot closer to Russ Ball than than Brian when they were both in the same room. I think he lended himself to, to the salary cap guy, the money guy, yeah, over the one that could assess talent. And I think that kind of affected well, some of his good decisions point. later on. On the second half of that question, will will Gutenkunst deliver? the tools that Petten needs to run a successful defense? I think he's going to get uh, – I think he's going to. I mean, I'm th- always being positive, but I, I believe that he, Gutenkust will get a uh, edge rusher and a linebacker. Our secondary isn't too bad, but if those are the two positions defensively that they got to get. they got to get pressure on the quarterback, and they need a better linebacker, outside linebacker. they got to have it. And I think he'll get somebody. I don't know if they'll be superstars – or whatever, but um, even if they got a, a young guy out of college that could, you know, a number one pick and get him in there on the defensive uh, edge rusher, I think he could do it. It isn't like a receiver would take a few years to groom. I mean, you just go after that quarterback and get him. So I, I'm just on an edge rusher guy. that they got to have put pressure on a quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we went into this year thinking Perry and Clay Matthews were going to be, look how much money we're paying them. That's going to be the, the pass rush and – almost non-existent from them they they re- relied on fackrell as the big sack guy and you believe that yeah i'm, I'm proud of him i'm glad yeah. for him. yeah good for him but who'd have thunk yeah i think it shows more to Petten's ability to get the next guy yes. up and ready yep but i'm happy that Petten's still there i am too I, I think when i look at the packers coaching staff now i i feel very optimistic yes. going into this next year i like lafleur i like the hiring the more i've looked into it I like even Patton. Hackett. I like that. I mean, yes, you have Lafora and then Nathaniel Hackett. I think that's a pretty good offensive scheming group. And then leave Patton to do his thing. Hackett, I'm with you. Hackett, how long was he with the Jaguars? Was it a couple of years? Because the Jaguars' offense, three, I think, was actually like top ten two years ago. Yeah, they they got a lot year. out of Blake Bortles, so they went to AFC Championship. Yeah, game. so I think there's there's some things to like about that, but. I think it's recency bias. People just remember him getting fired in November for having a a bad offensive group in Jacksonville, and I think that's more of the talent pool than yeah. And Frank, you're already on the record saying they're making the playoffs next year. Oh yeah, I I think mark it down. I know this is best case scenario, but this year the Colts, they yeah. uh, Pete's already Pete wrote it down. Yeah, I got it down. The Colts though <laughs> they had three high picks, three in the top 37. They nailed them, and they bounced back this year. 
The year before that was the Saints had three high picks, and they nailed them. So, and those teams both had good quarterbacks. So it's possible that a team like the Packers, if they can nail some of those first picks, three in the top 44, I think you could see a pretty quick turnaround with the floor, uh, improved young guys right. coming in. Let's, so Let's all just admit it. The health of Rodgers, it means the world to this That's team. It. So right. he gets hurt week one. What do you expect? You know, right. he had that knee injury for so long. But a healthy Rodgers is going to make a big difference. Huge, and I agree with you. We, you've got the three picks in the top 44, I think, mm-hmm. and we have to hit it. We can't be making mistakes. we got to hit it right and pick up a few free agents, and we'll be okay. we got a good core, um, but we need, well, we need a, a guard or two, um, a tight end maybe. Um, I don't know, but other than that, I mean, we're okay. But uh, whoever we pick up, there's a few free agents and hit on the draft, we'll be good. Maybe yeah. I'll join you then. I'm going to say they make the playoffs. Oh, right way to go. Write that down, down too. Way to go, Mike. Right. <laughs> just put, just put it me on there too. I'm, I'm not going to be the only guy that says no. I'm proud of all you guys. Don't jinx them now. <laughs> I just think the team's too well, talented. If, if you want them jinxed, I'll say it. So I'm not going to say it. Thanks. Thank you, right. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> the team's too talented, I don't think, to make a, a decent jump back. I mean, you have all pro and Devontae. You have Bakhtiari, Bakhtiari, a decent offensive line. Kenny, I think I think if you Kenny get a couple, Clark. I think if you get another person to kind of shore up that that right side a little bit better, it might yeah, help. Balaga, we get, got a little trouble with his knees, but we'll see what happens. But you got Aaron Jones. I mean, led the league with minimum two hundred attempts with the yards per carry. I mean, you most got the, most like of the time, receivers. the NFL comes down to injuries. I mean, that whole defensive right. line was just done for. Look at the Bears. I hate to even mention yeah. them, that name, but the Bears had no injuries. Right. None. No big ones, right? Except for the double doink. That was the best. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, feel so bad for well, that. Don't you? Yeah. Poor Bears. <laughs> Anytime a game. It was tapped. <laughs> yeah. Hope, yeah. That, hope that makes them sleep better Tipped at night. by a fingernail. <laughs> yeah, we're both watching football this weekend. Well, we all we all have a thing where we kind of do. We call it adopt a Packer. We pick someone on the team that we like, and we kind of that becomes our guy. You like defend them. No you have to what. defend them to the death, yeah, no like, matter how good they are. Like Pete has Pete has Blake Martinez. Obviously, good good choice. Andy yeah. has Randall Cobb, which I might be getting a new one at the end. of No, this I think you'll be surprised. I have Tremont Williams because he I loved him his first time around when he came back. I was so excited. Do you have a guy that you really find you root for? Obviously, everyone likes like Aaron Rodgers, but is there someone on the team that you kind of yeah, feel like is your guy you pull we, for? Because we picked these guys before they were like big. So I got Randall Cobb when we drafted him. You got Blake when they drafted him, or the year yeah. after, maybe. I had some bad luck with my guys. They always got injured. I had oh. Bishop. I picked Bishop. He got injured. And then I just jokingly picked Giorgio Tavecchio. Pete, Pete's the Madden cover of Adopt a <laughs> Oh, Packer. gotcha. Yeah, so. The jinxer. So I, guess yeah, I finally got a good one, though. And I guess if you can't pick one, are there a couple guys you like? Maybe go through your Rolodex who you talk to the most. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> I have to agree with Pete, though. One that I do like is Blake Martinez. Yeah, He's just him. a young kid, and he, uh, you read a story about him that he was uh, he lost a good friend when he was like 12 or 13, his best friend to uh, some disease, terrible disease. But he dedicated his life to foot to being a football player. And according to what I read, it's been a while, that he hasn't had a, like a piece of candy or dessert for like since he was a kid because oh, wow. he's just dedicated to putting everything in his body, unlike me, that is going to help him. Um, so I, I do. I like Blake Martinez, and uh, and I 
I'm going to say his name wrong, and I should know it by now, Jair Alexander. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Nailed it. Uh, I like him and uh, Kumaro. I just, uh, another kid from Wisconsin. You I got to love the hometown I know guy in Kumaro. It's like a little Schrader 2.0. Exactly. Well, yeah, I know it. That's, I'm hoping that he makes a team. Kumaro does. Um, but Jair, what a great pickup. I mean, that yeah. is helped our secondary. If we can get uh, Josh um, is Jackson. It Jackson, Jackson and get him. He's got to put on some weight. Better than that, it'll be all right. But I like those three guys. Those yeah. I would be shocked if they moved Josh Jackson to safety or at least give him a try out there. I think he's better suited for that Could position. Be. I don't think he's quick enough. Burnett's available. <laughs> Morgan Burnett, <laughs> maybe. For a reason. He did yeah. just ask he for just, the Steelers he has to, to release him. So. Hey, yeah, I would take Morgan back. I always liked him. It's kind of like when HaHa went to Washington, their secondary like was worse. Yeah. That is kind but, of funny. But with all the picks we've put into the secondary, it, we, someone's got to oh. finally pan out, and I think it'll be Jair Alexander. I think that, he's showing the I mean, most. I, I, I like the king pick when they picked him, his size and his speed. It's just that shoulder he injury, he healthy. can't stay on the yeah, field. He it. is a stud when he's out there. Right. You know, that, like you mentioned, we put a lot into it. Randall and Rollins, that one year, would, that might have been 15. I don't, know, I don't even know. They were pitiful. That oh, was just yeah. terrible. I mean, I don't even know what they were thinking on picking those guys. They at least waited till the second, third, fourth round maybe. But, yeah, we put a lot of uh, emphasis on that. We come up empty. Yeah. So our final, our final fan mailbag question, Mandy writes in, what is the craziest thing you've done to go to a Packer game? To go to a game or how about being at a game? The, one of the craziest things I did um, when I when – I, Catch when I go in the gate, I'm the first one in. I catch footballs off the net. At that spot, there's a gate that opens up and lets people on and off the field. Um, I got two stories for you, so I apologize. First okay. story is um, we're here all day for you. Yeah, like, we're not. We don't have anywhere to be. <laughs> I um, I catch balls off the net. Well, I had a couple friends with me. I think Billy Klug was with me, and Don Schaff was there, and I was going to catch a ball off the net, hit my face, knock my glasses, knock the lens off my glasses down where this first step is, where this gate opens up and this it's expanded metal. So it just dropped, the lens just dropped all the way down to the ground. And I, I told my security guard friend, I said, oh my God, my glasses, you know, they're down there, my glasses, my, my bleeding, you know, and stuff. And so he called up the maintenance guys and the maintenance team came over they had to, they got like padding around these stairs so no player would get hurt. They started taking their uh, their drills, cordless drills, and zip, 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 pulling out the screws and undoing everything. Mm-hmm. Well, they ended up getting it, but it was getting close to game time. It was like, like 5 to 12, and all these people that are on the field pregame, they had to come up these stairs to get off the field and get the game going. So I almost... Stalled the game to start. <laughs> yes. And starting at twelve oh five, it would have been like quarter after. I they just got we're it back probably, together. We're probably sitting at home like, what is going what? on with this game? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was wild. Um, I tape. I had to drive home, so I taped my lens in when I got to my van and taped my lens in and drove home and made it safe and sound. But that was one of the craziest things. The other thing that happened, that gate opens up, and uh, my security guard friend, I I help him because sometimes his back is turned. He's got other things going on pregame. And I kind of watch people coming off the field or on the field, make sure they got passes. Well, this older gentleman and his group of four people were coming up the stairs to go into the stadium. And he asked me a question. He said, do I have to turn this field pass in? And I tell this story, and it's just the way it was. I said, a little angel on my 
right side or left side said, no, you don't have to. But the devil on my right side said, yes, you do. <laughs> so I turned to him. I said, yes, you have to turn that in. So I <laughs> got his pass. He left. He was happy. He's done. He was on the field. And I was with my buddy, Dave Moyer. And I go, turn to Dave. I go, Dave, are you ever on the on Lambo yet? He goes, no, I haven't. I said, here, take this pass and go on the field. Oh, my God. So he's on the field and he's having a blast. He comes back and there's probably about 10 minutes left of time to go on the field. I looked at the pass. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to go on there for a minute. So I go on the field, and I've been on there, and I love it. It's so much fun. It's incredible. I go around about where the video replay booth is, and I'm standing there, and I thought, oh, it's getting that time. I better get off the field. So just about when I was just about ready to turn around and leave, there's a lady. I could tell she worked for the Packers. She had Packer gear on. She goes, very loudly, all ambassadors line up on, on the wall. I looked around. I, okay. I lined up on the wall with them. <laughs> I thought, what's the worst they can do is kick me out. So there's like, I don't know, about 40 people. And she had started on the uh, opposite end, checking everybody's pass. And she's coming down. And there was a young lady next to me. I said, what, what does your pass look like? And what hers had on was like a little A, a little sticker that said A for ambassador. <laughs> And it was like a, I call it a rummage sale sticker, you know, just one of them little stickers on there. So I, um, my, my pass had a little um, gum residue where the, uh, maybe a sticker had been. So it was off. So anyways, and it was raining. It was a Thanksgiving night. We lost to the Bears. hate to say it. But that was a night that Brett Favre was, uh, number was on the stadium and oh, Bart yeah. Starr was there. Yep. Yeah. So I'm lining up, and this lady came from the Packers and said, let's see your pass. I showed it to her. I said, oh, my number or my A must have popped off. She goes, oh, no problem. So I <laughs> followed her around, all these 40 people. I'm right behind the, the Packer girl, and we're walked by the goalpost. I go to Dave Moyer. I said, Dave, go to our seats. I'm an ambassador. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm, I'm going to be one. So we That's go awesome. down the Packers tunnel where the Packers come out, and we went down the tunnel inside the uh, the stadium, I, they, they said, all right, everybody put on a gold jacket. Well, I, all these, come to find out, all these other people had, had all, you know, they were dressed in regular clothes. I, it was raining and cold, so I had a jacket on. I had a, a rain jacket on, and I left it on. I was kind of foolish, but I thought if I, I didn't want to leave it. So I put this jacket on. It barely could fit on. It looked like a sardine in a can. I'm just packed in this thing. <laughs> so I, we all, she goes, okay, make two rows. So we got lined up, and uh, I hear a golf cart. And I look, and nobody else even noticed. Here it's Bart Starr, Cherry Starr, his son, and a driver of the golf cart. Wow. I yell over, hey, Bart, how you doing? I was going to go hug him. But I thought if I did that, I definitely would get kicked out. Right. <laughs> he he, he kind of, you know, he's, he's not doing very well. He's no, doing no. better, I guess, a little bit. But he gave a little bit of a wave, which was just, well, I, he's, he's my favorite player. So it was really, it was pretty cool to connect with that him. Awesome. So she, the lady goes, all right, let's go to the start where the tunnel is going on to the entrance of the field. And the uh, two um, alumni that were there were Frankie Bagadonut winner and um, Mike Rivera. So I shook their hands. I said, hey, thank you guys for being here. The happy Thanksgiving to you, you know, and stuff. All right, so we, the lady said, okay, let's go. So we walk on the field, two lines, and I was about in the middle. But anyways, I got the defense just come out as a group, and I got high fives from Clay and a couple other guys and stuff, uh, uh, Julius Peppers. Well, then they introduced the offense individually, 
and um, they're coming out. I got a high five from every one of them, but except for Josh. Um, Sitting. Sitting. I was kind of disappointed. Otherwise, I could have got everybody. <laughs> That's why I told him to get rid of him. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> Send him to Chicago. But uh, so we got high fives from all. We so the lady said, okay, now line up on the goal line. So we listened to the national anthem. And being on the field, I, I'll have to st- go back a little bit. Being on the field with the introductions, the place was just rocking. It was it was awesome. It's just it's an incredible feeling, and I can Obviously, I'm not a player, but being on the field really gives you uh, added excitement and adrenaline rush that you just don't get anywhere. So um, we lined up, did the national anthem. She said, okay, follow me. We hung our our gold jackets back up, and um, I knew we couldn't go out the tunnel to get to our seats. So I said, where do we go to get up or go in there, get our seats? She goes, well, there's an elevator over here. So me and a couple other guys were in the elevator. Doors open up, first one in. And I look behind me as a, you know, I turn around and look at the door of people coming in. Hey, Roger Goodell, NFL, <laughs> oh, NFL commissioner, how you doing? I said, happy Thanksgiving. You have a good meal and stuff. And he goes, oh, yeah, you know. And so I said, thanks for coming to Lambeau. Uh, it's such an important event for Brett and Bart and, I, and stuff. So my floor comes. Everybody else was in there. Roger was still in there. And I get out and I said, thanks to him again. I'm walking down. It was right probably right after the kickoff, so nobody else was around in the corridors. I'm walking, hey, Santana Dotson. <laughs> hey, shook his hand, <laughs> talked to him for a split second. He then, you know, he, I just saw him at uh, Freighter. He did Movember with these mustache things, mm-hmm. and uh, I talked to him there. I don't know if he remembered me, probably not, but in my heart I, I'd say he still did. But I talked to him for a few minutes, and then I went to my seat and watched the game. But that was one of my uh, craziest experiences yeah. at the time. I thought I pinnacled. I'm at the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I've been a, an ambassador that I wasn't supposed to be. Uh, after the after I got home and uh, Monday at work, everybody goes, "How do you how do you get to really be an ambassador?" I said, "You know, I don't know." So I called up the Packers. I said, "How do you get to be an ambassador?" He goes, "Usually it's some like a Shopco or Bell and Health, some sponsor, or somebody in the um, in the uh, skyboxes." that have a lot of money, and they uh, get to go on the field. I said, okay, thank you very much. So um, other than <laughs> how go. I got it, I would have never done it. So that was, uh, that was quite an experience. So, so the moral of the story from Frank is just ask. <laughs> yeah. there, you, there you go. That's a great story. And, and then when in doubt, just do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just the trust one. your trust your devil. <laughs> that's trust right. the devil on the right. He shoulder. turned out a good guy. <laughs> You've done <laughs> it sometimes, not for certain situations. <laughs> that's yeah. right, young Come on. young people. Don't yeah, listen don't to me. <laughs> no, do what I say, not what I You've do. You've done it all now. All that's left is to sing the national anthem. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. trying to get Dave Moyer. Dave Moyer, uh, our our friend, has uh, sang at the Brewers, at the I think at Admirals, and at the Bucks game national anthem. I'm trying to get him to do the national anthem in Green Bay. I've, I'm working on that yet for this season again. So, so a duet. Cool. A duet. There you go. Right? Well, I, don't, I no. can't sing. Only in the shower and nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, you guys are all super fans, I guess, right? That's what I hear. <laughs> We're supposed to be anyway. Somebody says. <laughs> so um, you got three bells. I got three bells for you guys. Everybody has yes, a bell? Yes, sir. Yeah. I got the best one. I got your bell. Green. Frank? Yeah, we left you with green. Here Ooh. we go. Andy? Andy's the deepest. Oh, it's the highest. It matches. Right, I think I got this. Matches my pink. Mouse. All right, well I'm gonna try to <laughs> get this right because I got to remember those tones. But anyway, so we have a Packer trivia. I have three. When to note, go Frank. Yeah, <laughs> I'm most likely to answer these questions. I have uh, three rounds of five questions. Oh my gosh! 
each question is worth a point. All right. Uh, in round three, the points will double. Hold on, let me get so Google up here. If you do the math correctly, <laughs> yeah, if you do the math correctly, <laughs> double points would be two points. I I made that easy for myself. Okay. <laughs> so um, I have some prizes. Can't wait. Oh, the, Red Farf. <laughs> no, didn't start yet. But good practice. So I have some prizes for first, and then second and third probably get the same thing. So oh, we all get something. We all, all get right. something. Oh. Everybody gets something. Participation award. So my uh, sections are. Packers quarterbacks. We have the See? down years after Lombardi. After Lombardi and Holmgren, so we have the down years. Obviously, eighties, seventies, eighties, mostly. Oh, great! And then the nineteen ninety Packers. So nothing from the two thousands, huh? All, All right. right, here we go. So, first one to bring in. Um, you can ring in during the question if you want. Oh. And then <laughs> obviously you can steal. So um, if someone gets it wrong. The next one in can uh, steal. It's not like Jeopardy. We don't have to put it in the form of a question, do we? No. Who okay. is? Yeah. All right. Let me get your names down so I I know the score. Yeah. When in We're going to trust when you. When in doubt, Frank wins. No, shush. We're going <laughs> to trust, trust you to do math. I, would to- I was right. told there'd be no math on this <laughs> podcast. They, so. might be, they might be tough questions. I'm not sure. I did my best to search for tougher ones because okay. you guys Great. are all smarter than me probably. No. <laughs> so, all right. First question. You guys ready? Who can yeah. remember the most, I guess. All, All right. right. Here we go. Question one. In 2011, Aaron Rodgers eclipsed the record for passing yards in a season with 4,643. Who did he surpass? Lynn Dickey. Bam. Perfect. Was that right? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. right. That's a, yeah. Bam. I didn't think of a word. To, correct. I do it fast enough because Lynn Dickey was my guy because... <laughs> Yeah. Your dad's buddy. Son of a. So yeah, Lynn yeah. Dickey had 4,458 in 1983. My dad's going to disown me now. No, never. He loved you. All right, you guys got to get here. Come on. It's one question. Get your hand yeah. One question. <laughs> yeah, I'm all warmed all up right. now. Packers quarterbacks, all right? Question two. One of the most famous quarterbacks in history, Bart Starr, began his 16-year career with the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> Is that too early? No, you can do whatever you want. Alabama. No. 19. Oh. <laughs> Wrong. With the <laughs> nineteen fifty six, wrong. Okay, oh, <laughs> so yours to no. steal. I could. I should have waited. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wait now. There's All right, no incentive for me for answering right now. All right, it, with the Packers in nineteen fifty six. How many times in his career did he pass for over three thousand yards? <laughs> That's wrong. And do you guys know? I, I, I think it might be zero. I'd say one. Zero. Uh, zero is correct. I should have waited for the zero. <laughs> I was. I was got that did one. I steal it? No, I. No, I was, was super wrong. early. I could just see by the look in your eyes. You're going to say where to go to college. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I have to yeah, wait zero. a little bit longer. Two thousand four hundred thirty-eight yeah. was his highest in 1962. Yeah, yeah different era. Impressive. Good passer, but yeah, different era. All right. On what day did Brett Favre first retire from the NFL and the Packers, paving the course for Whoa, do you Aaron mean like Rodgers? What day? Like, yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> day of the week? Like, or? like date. I'll give it to you within within a day, maybe. Yes. March of... Shoot, I need to know days. Just the, day. Just the date. You don't need to know the, the year. Just oh. the date. Just the 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 day, date, number. March twenty seventh. Wrong. That's not even close. 
Well, it's close. It's close. I'll, I'll give you that. You guys want to take a step? January 1st? No. No, it's later. I have no idea, really, but I'll say March 14th. Well, that's closer. So it's actually my wife's birthday. Which is? March 4th. Oh. That are was you talking a bad birthday for her? Was it? Are you talking two thousand? I was, was looking, way off. I was looking for wife's birthday. I thought wife's birthday. you. I thought you might be going that further. Was, at that, I had to throw that one in. That one game birthday. where they took the picture together on the field on New Year's after they beat the Bears, and he was he was leaning retirement. I thought maybe he had said something no, then. Yeah, you're going for no. it. Yeah. No, I, just, I just officially. remember. I just remember the announcement birthday. where he was teary eyed. That was a tough one. Yes, that's a tough one. That was probably my tougher one, but I had to throw that in there because. The wife. She, I knew it was March. She doesn't though. like when I bring that up. I did know it was March. <laughs> yeah, you guys got remember, March. I couldn't remember what. Maybe I should give you guys half point. I'll do that. Oh my! Half Thanks. Point to I could Andy do it. And Frank. Ooh. You did say March. Ooh. <laughs> All right. I should give you one right to be question tied with Frank over here. <laughs> question four: In uh, the 1996 season, quarterback Brett Favre set an NFC record where he threw uh, 39 touchdowns in the regular season play. Who was a previous record holder? Andy? Steve Young. Wrong. Dang. Mike? Dan Marino? Nope. Not in the NFC. He did, you did say NFC, didn't you? Yes. Like, I can't think of his name, but he was a Denver quarterback. Like, Those uh, NFC records. Oh, record. I apo- oh, see, I'm way off anyways. Okay, forget it. NFC record? Don't know. It was in himself. Oh, did he really? 38 oh. touchdowns oh. in 95. Oh, oh the, the, um, that was second of three MVPs. Yep. Uh, All right. Well played, sir. Yeah. Well played. That was Tri- good. Frank with one and a half point. Andy yeah. with a half a point. Oh, boy. You guys are doing great. How you doing, Mike? Um, you guys worry. are doing great. Big I, was, I only got a half a point because Pete was very gracious. He'd come back here. All right. Uh, I think we're on right. question five here. So this is the last of the section here. Uh-oh. All right. Until Brett Favre broke the record in 1995, what Green Bay quarterback held a single season record for most games? Most games was uh, would be. Um, I'm not done. Bart Starr. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. Most games passing for 300 yards or more. Oh. Lynn Dickey. No. Ooh. Who is. Don Mikowski? Correct. Nice. Tom Mikowski set the record with six games in 1989. Nice job. Oh, that was nice. a magical year. Yeah. That was a fun one. Very magic. Man, my, those are my tough questions. My weeps to this day about Don Mikowski not getting hurt. All right. So, Going again, field. after round one, one and a half. One, one quick story, Don Mikowski. So. I talked to him. He was on the field. He was throwing footballs around with his uh, son or kids, and his wife was on there, and I asked him a quick question, and he was telling me about the ankle injury. It was so bad, they almost had to cut his leg off yeah, because of that, that injury. That's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't just a bad yeah. you know, tear or something. It was really a terrible uh, injury. But anyways. It was, it, was, it was much like Derek Sherrod's like, leg break injury. Yeah, they were worried about that. Yeah, you guys were at that game. We were at that game. The only <sighs> loss that you're in. I texted you guys and said, that's not good. <laughs> the Kansas <laughs> <And> City game. <laughs> All right. Oh, two pointers. Now we're on to the down years. Frank's 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 will house. Frank's I don't know. We'll, so we'll see. So it's now remember, let, maybe let me finish the question. Yeah, I know. No, I, I, no, I no, no, no. That's the only edge we have, Pete. <laughs> yeah, you Jump have, the gun. Jump yeah. the route. Okay, here we go. Question one. In the nineteen eighty season, which Packer turned a block kicked into a sudden death victory for the pack? Chester Merkel. Perfect. What? 
<laughs> it was against the Bears. They blocked the kick, and there is um, Markle. The ball goes back in his arms. He runs on the left side, and he ran in for a touchdown with the ball over his head. Yeah, 25-yard touchdown, 12-6 to six victory. <laughs> Incredible. That was week one in 1980. Incredible yeah, game. But that was optimistic year. We're like, we're 1-1. One, one. <laughs> Against the Bears. All right. Question two. How many years did the Packers make the playoffs from 1970 to 1990? One. Wrong. Two. Oh. We had what? 80? Thanks, Frank, for guessing first because I had one in my head. <laughs> yeah. When we had 82. 82, yeah. And, and that was the strike shortened season. And what else? Star. And 72. Oh, against the Redskins, we lost against the Redskins. Oh, bad game. I'll they put the 81. a 81. I didn't even know 70. So we had no Thank quarterback. Frank. They they put a five man front in front of us, and we couldn't pass the ball. It was terrible, and we couldn't run it because of the five man front. And they they ate us up. Yeah. Oh well. All right. Nice job. No, good, to good you, job. like I said, I had one in my head. <laughs> you said one, one, so I just went right, right above it. All right. Let me see. Question three. What Packers player once wore a hand towel with Chicago? Charles Martin. Yes. yes. With oh. Chicago Bears. Bears He's in the lead. Players number. Players numbers on it, claiming it was a hit list. So famously seen in a photo where he's standing and over Jim McMahon after he body slammed him. And knocked him off the season. And I believe he only got a two-game suspension. I think you're right. I feel like if that happened now, the, the guy would be suspended like oh, the whole year. Well, especially yeah. after that and then Bounty Gate. Well, well, then the Bears had took that, all the fun out of it. They had that, those couple of years where they had that AstroTurf, too. It was, yes. Oh, it's a terrible f- a field. No, it's that still was a terrible field. It is. Yeah. It's terrible. It's the worst. That was the worst time for me for the Packers. I called them the Huber Law Packers because they, uh, they had Charles Martin, which was a, that was a terrible play. I hate the Bears. Injuries happen, but to make an injury, to do something like that to a guy, that was beyond words that's like the oakland raiders at the time yeah, they don't yeah. do there's, that stuff. there's no defending that that's just dirty it's terrible dirty it poor terrible. sportsmanship it's, and then yeah. he had mossy cade and his aunt and then he had um um oh my gosh he had uh, james lofton with a uh, assaulted a lady in uh, yeah. an elevator yeah it was just a terrible time to be a you know for the packers and to be a packer fan and we became much much better um players and a team than that arrow is just it was bad i hated it all right question four who succeeded vince lombardi as head coach phil bingston perfect oh i needed that i said that earlier i've been listening you guys kind of got a couple of these earlier so all right you've watched the lombardi special that's all i knew about that one packers coaches are feeling pretty good on okay question five sterling sharp was drafted in the first round seventh overall in 1988 nfl draft in his injury-shortened career, this is multiple quote choice, so you guys might want to wait. In his injury-shortened career, he had 595 receptions on his well on his way to a Hall of Fame career. In 1992, he had a career year with 1,461 yards, 13 touchdowns. How many receptions did he have that year? A. 108. Beautiful. Wow. That's well awesome. Done. I tried to trick you with the 108 because that's not his most reception. No, 112, I think. Or no, 112 is his most because, because we're De- at 111. Devontae was 111. close. Yes. And then didn't play. Close. And then didn't play. Yeah, and then he, he broke the record. I think it broke the record of um, he played for Washington Redskins, Monk. I think he broke his record for the most Sounds right, yeah. um, receptions in a year. Yeah. Great player. Oh, he was. Man. Oh, I loved yeah. him. All There's right. another one that I thought was on the Packers for really long but was not. 
Yeah, when you were a kid, should have been. When you were a kid, when it felt kid, longer. It just, but the whole, yeah, the time just stands still, I feel. It's just like, oh, they were there for like five feels. seasons. Compared yeah. To. You were right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the Devante Adams thing put it in my head because right, everyone just, was that's Recent trivia. They yeah. kind of had to go with Too that. Too bad he was hurt. All right. Uh, Frank, four and a half. Andy, one and a half. Mike, one. I believe you have a scoring. Yeah, I think Mike had the f- one, uh, two-pointer. Two. I got. Um, Don't you get a two-pointer? No, this last round we get two points. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So you, had, you have two. Now? I got Mikowski and I got uh, Mike, Andy, Charles. You have Charles two. Martin. Charles Martin. There we go. Okay. Good job. Wait, Andy, keep you an have eye two because I gave you a half point. I think. Wait, no. I got it now. Andy, one, <laughs> one and a half plus half two. equals <laughs> yeah. two. Don't yeah, do yeah, math. I do we drawings. said there'd be no math. <laughs> I do drawings. It was all over. It was all over living. as soon as you said a half. I do drawings for a living. I shouldn't have gave that half. All right. <laughs> don't you give that all to Frank. Don't, it's fine. don't tell the teachers <laughs> here at the school recording at <laughs> how your math skills. Yeah. Math? Yeah, I flunked algebra for a reason. <laughs> yeah, we were we were lucky enough to have a, a former, or a, well, he's a current teacher, but it was our former teacher give us uh, his classroom to record this to bring Frank down. Memory Lane is alma mater in Union Grove High School. Love this place. Luckily, he's not a math teacher because I don't know if you'd let us come back, Pete. <laughs> After that, I do drawings. Come on. Okay. All right. All right. 1990 Packers. Here we go. All right. Question one: Which team did the Packers defeat to give Mike Holmgren his first victory as Packers head coach? Bengals. Good oh, job, Andy. Good job. Oh, my God. That's right. September 22nd, 1992, they won 24 to 23. Brett came in right Brett after Don got hurt. Nice job. Start of a era there. Oh. All right. Question two. You have a comfortable 1990 life, Packers. <laughs> it's not over. What year? 1990s. Okay. All right. Oh, we're 90s. starting a new. Yeah, we're in a different Is this section. double point yet? Double points, yeah. Sorry. Right. Good. Thanks for reminding me. Frank gets triple points, though. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no. Okay, who scored the only touchdown for the Green Bay Packers in the 1994 divisional playoff game against Dallas? Oh, my It's a God. tough one. 1994 divisional playoff game against Dallas. Who scored the only touchdown? 94. I don't know, but I'll say Brett Favre. No. Okay. That's a tough one. Sorry. Is this? I don't even know if this is the right time period. Ed West. Ooh, no. The no. Toolbox. No. Go for it. Yeah. Oh no! I'm, just, it's got, I'm thinking like a backup. Just make up back. one. Yeah. Ninety-four. Edgar Take Bennett. It. it was beautiful. Edgar uh, Bennett, only one to score a touchdown. <laughs> You're up. All right. That's two pointer. They remember. lost thirty-five yeah. to nine that game. Two I just points. remember that was like the field goal, field goal arama. Yeah. Oh, when Reggie got mad. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. I don't know if it was that no, game. No, that, that game was a regular was season. Next. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh. Chris Bolneal. All right. Question three. In this decade, the Packers turned the franchise around and won one Super Bowl, lost one, but had many successful successful years with Holmgren, Favre, and Reggie White. How many seasons did they have a 500 or below record in the 1990s? In the 1990s, they had one. Wrong. Two. No. Zero. (laughs) Wrong. Three? Three. Really? I didn't get it. Three. What were the years? So 1990, they were six and ten. Oh, you went way back then. Oh. 1991. You said, read your question again. Didn't you say Holmgren and Favre? 
Well, I said they had many successful years with Holmgren and Fire. Oh, oh, see, oh. that's okay. That's all right. None of us got None points. None of us got it anyway. None of us got it. So yeah, ninety-one. They were four and twelve, and ninety-nine. They were eight and eight. All right. Question four. In 1995, the Packers played the defending world champion 49ers in the divisional round of the playoffs. Steve Young's first pass of the game was a dump-off that went to Adam Walker for negative three yards. He fumbled. Wayne Simmons made the hit, but who scored the touchdown? I should know this one. It was a beautiful play. It turned everything around. It was after a blocked kick, I believe. The Niners had a blocked field goal from Chris Jackie. First play of the game for the 49ers was a this is forced the, fumble. This is the 90. touchdown. I can I can see it all happening. 1995. Craig Newsom. Yes. Nice oh. job. Oh, That's pulling oh, some. That was beautiful. Good pull. You're in the lead. All right. This is our last question. Oh. So you're you're going to win it. You're going to win it, Andy. Yeah. You're <laughs> you're golden, baby. All right. Craig Newsom. Oh, God. I should have known that. Frank gets five with this question. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> just just, if you yeah, get to it right, you win. win. All right. 1999 wasn't a great year. Coming off Holmgren leaving the Packers, Ray Rhodes as coach, they finished 8-8. Eight and eight. Two receivers led the team in receptions with 74 exactly. Can you name both receivers? That must have been, I'm going to say it's the last year of Freeman and then Schrader. Right. Nice job. Nice job. I got to agree with you. That was beautiful. I like I like Mike's approach. <laughs> Chimes. <laughs> then talks him through the decision. <laughs> yeah. I have to explain my logic here nice in, case it's, in so case it's wrong. It was pretty amazing. They both had 74 catches, but they had nearly identical stats. Freeman had 74 catches, 1,074 yards, six touchdowns with a long of 51. Schrader had 74 1,051, five touchdowns, and a long of 51. Well, that's incredible. How they close. were nearly identical. Almost so that's perfect. why I, I kind of like that one. But anyway, so Mike gets two. So we got seven and a half. I came in last. Oh. Nice job, you two. Where do I have no the Craig Newsome is what did so it. So Andy mm-hmm. got seven and a half, Frank four and a half, and Mike four. All right. We tried, Mike. Yeah. The, the Craig Newsome, that's really, Craig that was Newsom beautiful. Pull. Bang, bang. That was a good one. I'm proud so, of you. So the the more method of this game is don't answer a question until they're like zero, one, two. I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> love it. All right, Mike, you get oh. an official oh. cup, Thank oh. Super you. Bowl cup, and a koozie with some candy. Nice. And then second place gets the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't very fair. What? All right. Between root beer or pretzels? Oh, Spreckers. It's up to you, Frank. You get a oh, choice. Oh, I get, I get you to get pick? one of these. One I'll more. take Ooh. the root beer. Right. I love root There's beer. There's some candy in there, too. Oh my so. God. Just for you. Just Thank for you. you. All right, and then Andy gets uh, a pen. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> pretzels oh, and uh, oh, Packer, oh. Packers Jenga game. Oh, let's play. There we go. Nice. Those Thank are you great guys for prizes. playing Pete's trivia. Do you want a oh. bonus? Do you want a bonus round question where you can participate? Oh, okay, no. oh, go no, for it. You like got this. one, huh? All right. How many seasons have the Packers made the playoffs? Total since since birth. We'll just say all time playoffs games. How many? Hmm. I would say I'll take you within with a couple if you want. Go ahead. Ding. 
29. No. Ooh, I was thinking one less than that. I'm going to say it's more, though. I'm going to say it's 31. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got 13 championships, but that doesn't count playoffs because they didn't have playoffs way back then. So uh, yeah. we'd have to say. Um, Man, got me there. Yeah. We'd say with with um, five and then six with Lombardi, zero with Bingston, seven, eight, because it was two years, eight. Um, then we had five there, and we had, three. I would say, I'm guessing 19. Frank's the closest, but what way it? under. Uh-oh, what is way it? Way under. Good. They were in the 36 playoffs, 38 playoffs, 39, 41, 44, 60, 61, 62, 65, 66, 67, 72, 82, 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, 2000, 1, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2007, 2009, 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and 60. 24. Everyone stop crying about this team. That's right. They've been great for so long. How many is that? And they'll be back. I couldn't add them up in time. I got to like 20-some. That's why I listed them off because I couldn't do the math. I forgot that they had playoffs way back in the 30s. I thought it was just divisional championships. 100 years. Incredible. That's right. Yep. 34 and 22 overall playoff record. Very good. So any last messages you uh, have for us, Frank? Well, I just got a couple things, just some housekeeping. The Badgers had a big one. Oh, it's beautiful. And the Bucks are amazing. Yes. There's your it's sports all, yeah. for the there's your sports for the week. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Badgers, all I heard people saying, "Oh, they're going to get uh, mowed over. It's going to be a wipeout by Michigan." I am so happy. It was, I, it, I watched that game, and, and I got goosebumps again just watching it. I yeah. love it. Uh, I, I'm a Wisconsin guy. Watching them beat, especially Michigan or somebody like that, Ohio State and that group, uh, it just it, it was exciting. It was just brought back memories of when we should have won the national championship with right. uh, Frank the Tank and the boys. Yeah. yeah. But was, it didn't happen, so I can't change that. But right. anyways, it was. It was a great victory, and the Bucks are amazing. Oh, my gosh. I'm not an NBA guy, but that they're unbelievable. I'm proud of them. Yeah, it's hard not to root for for a hometown team that's turned it around mm-hmm. and, and really is successful. Yeah, exciting times for Wisconsin sports. Yeah, it really is. So, and the Brewers are Brewers were playoffs. I mean, it was season. awesome. Yeah, it was great. So, yeah, all good stuff. Very cool. Anything else you want to leave us with, Frank? I know we went through a lot of stories, but I'd be remiss not to mention a great game that I went to. It wasn't such that the game was great, but I had an opportunity to take my dad to the first game that I had my front row seats. Uh, I wanted to repay him for um, going, taking me to the uh, my first game in 1968, and this was 1995, and I had my front row seats for the first time. I just wanted to repay him, and it uh, did my heart good, and I just felt wonderful. My dad appreciated it very much, uh, Packer fan, not quite as big as me, but he, he got me going in it. But I, I'm so glad and so blessed that I had the opportunity to uh, repay him is how I felt about it. So, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I told that story. That's uh, one of the my, my favorites. And I want to thank you folks for having me here. You guys are a good group of guys. Let me know when you want to hang around together. I'd love to be uh, come to your, uh, your game-watching times or your podcast and just listen. You guys are, are good, so I hope everybody listens to this. You guys are yeah, really well, good. Thanks for coming by. This was a great time. Yeah. You have an open invitation. An honor. Anytime yeah. you ever feel up to it or want to talk, we're happy to have you. 
Well, thank you again, but uh, I appreciate it. And uh, again, love this area. I love Union Grove and the community and a uh, great support sta- group around here. And uh, um, anyways, thank you again. And go Pack Go. Yep. Very good. So, Frank, we, as, on our behalf, we want to thank you for taking time out and spending time with us. We're blessed to have you, have you with us, and we really appreciate the time. Very welcome. So I think we feel the same way. We were born and raised pretty much here. Well, I wasn't born here. I got I got indoctrinated, but hey, we're but pretty much raised now. up here. You're here now. Right? Got to go through, all through school and stuff through here, and came back, and, and family's living here, and same with you guys. Yep. So we love it here. We appreciate it. So we want to we wanna pass on that, too. But thank you for all you do for the community. I, I can remember even when I was younger, like you were a staple of the community. So thank you for all you do from that respect. Well, thank you. Um, you represent us rather well, so you get to make us all look good by saying we're part of a community that, that you, you helped contribute to. So thank you for that. Um, but for us, we're always questionable to return, so reach out to us. We'll have another episode, uh, I think probably midweek. So get any questions you have for us at the mailbag, questionabletoreturn.com slash the mailbag. And Facebook, facebook.com slash questionable to return. Put it on Go Frank Go too. There you go. We will be doing that. Yeah, yep. Perfect. Twitter, Q to return. Otherwise, personally, I'm at, I'm at Andy, 9-M-A-N. I'm at Mike R. Daly. At P. Cozy Jr. And if you want to join Frank's group, it's still up there. Go Frank Go. Can't miss it. So give us a five-star review. We appreciate it. Share with a friend. And as always, we'll see you next time. All right. Goodbye, everybody. See you. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>